I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, we hear the story of Robert Grosseteste, Bishop of Lincoln in the 13th century. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 102 on page 400 of the prayer book. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto you. Hide not your face from me in the time of my trouble. Incline your ear to me when I call. O hear me, and very soon. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned up as in the furnace. My heart is smitten and withered like grass so that I forget to eat my bread. Because of the voice of my groaning, my bones will scarcely cleave to my flesh. I have become like an owl in the wilderness, and like a screech owl among the ruins. I am solitary and lie sleepless because of my groaning. I am like a sparrow that sits alone upon the housetop. My enemies revile me all day long, and those who are enraged against me conspire to do me hurt. For I have eaten ashes, as if they were bread, and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of your indignation and wrath, for you have taken me up and cast me down. My days are gone like a shadow, and I am withered like grass. But you, O Lord, shall endure forever. 
in your remembrance throughout all generations. You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion, for it is time for you to have mercy upon her. Indeed, the time has come. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Tonight I want to tell you a story about Robert Grossetest. Grossetest is a French translation, an old French translation, of the Latin grossum caput, or big head. It's not clear if Robert got his name due to his physical appearance or not. But interestingly, Big Head seems fitting for this 13th century bishop because he was one of the most accomplished intellectuals of his day. Born around 1170 to a poor family in Suffolk, eastern England, he had wealthy sponsors that helped him study both in Lincoln and Cambridge. And for 20 years, Robert was the administrative officer for the Bishop of Hereford. He gained a reputation for his scientific mind. His scientific writings, in fact, ranged from chronology to astronomy to theoretical acoustics. But he also wrote on other subjects, on Aristotle, on the Greek and Latin church fathers, and on subjects as diverse as canon and civil law, household management, mathematics, medicine, and weather prediction. After 20 years, in 1225, he began teaching at Oxford University. And after 10 years of that, in 1235, at the age of 65, he became the Bishop of Lincoln, which was at the time the largest diocese of the Church of England. It consisted of one-fifth of England's population. And this bishop, over this enormous population, was determined to visit every parish, preaching, visiting his clergy, hearing confessions, and conducting confirmations. And he demanded that his clergy show the same level of care to the people under their charge. He demanded that his clergy function as pastors. To that end, Bishop Robert abolished the concept of clergy being able to hold multiple parishes. It's hard to imagine, but in Robert's day, a single clergyman could be the rector or priest in charge of multiple parishes and therefore take in all those multiple incomes and then hire poor and often very poorly trained junior clergy to actually live in those parishes and do the work of ministry. You could be a very wealthy clergyman and be, in fact, the rector of 10 or 11 large parishes to the great neglect of the sheep. Bishop Robert abolished this. A clergy person could only have a single parish. And he also reformed the monasteries. If you can imagine, within the first six months, he deposed seven abbots and four priors. There was much to be fixed and reformed within his diocese. Robert wrote about all of this passion for the pastoral care of his people when he said, The pastoral charge does not consist merely in administering the sacraments, saying the canonical hours, and celebrating masses, but in the truthful teaching of the living truth, condemnation of vice, and punishment of it when necessary. It consists also in feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, covering the naked, receiving guests, visiting the sick, and those in prison. He wrote 
the same about his role as bishop. As soon as I became bishop, he wrote, I considered myself to be the overseer and pastor of souls, and lest the blood of the sheep should be required at my hand at the strict judgment, I visited the sheep committed to my charge. Despite all his tireless and serious work, Robert valued beauty in the arts, loving music, he employed a private harpist, and he even wrote French poetry. His biographer, R.W. Southern, says that Bishop Robert had a reputation of being dignified, sociable, and at ease with people at every level of society. When I think of Robert Grosseteste, I think of a Baptist friend of mine and his comments once that he was impressed that the Anglican tradition values the role of the scholar-priest, a person who would combine both intellectual life and pastoral ministry. And Robert Grosseteste exemplifies this as his great big-headed intellect drove him not to an ivory tower, but to care for the common man. It makes me think of John chapter 21 when Jesus says to Peter, Feed my sheep. Take care of my lambs. Feed my lambs. This is the work of ministry that has been entrusted to those who God has placed into the ordained office. And we commemorate Robert Grosseteste today, remembering not only a scholar, but a pastor who understood what Jesus meant in making the care of the sheep of the utmost importance. This is the story of Robert Grosseteste, the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let's confess what we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us, and lead us in the way of justice and truth. 
clothe your ministers with righteousness, and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Colic for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A collect for aid against perils. Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with prayer number 13 for vocations to ordain ministry. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the good shepherd who cares for his flock. We ask you to bestow upon your church the gifts of the Holy Spirit in abundance and to raise up from among us faithful and able persons called to the ministries of deacon, priest, and bishop. Inspire them to spend and be spent for the sake of the gospel and make them holy and loving servants and shepherds of the flock for whom you shed your most precious blood. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.